Thank you so much, BBS Radio. So here we are on the Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Questions and answers with the Elohim. Wynn and Terry are here with us on the phone line, calling from the village of Oak Creek. Thank you, Wynn, for being here, and thank you, Terry, for the great efforts that you have been providing for all of us. We wish you blessings and good health. And this is Wynn. Go ahead, Wynn. And we usually, people submit questions. We ask the question, and Terry answers from, I would say, uh, the wisest source in the universe, helping people along. And uh, but Terry has, has been not able to do any channeling. She's been, um, I guess we'll call it under the weather. And uh, so we're going to do a replay. And I just remind you that Oftentimes, the answers that they give to somebody are universal, but sometimes they're unique to that person. So if you're listening to something, don't jump to conclusions that it's the right answer for you. And I turn it over to Harris. Thank you, Wynn. And I thank everyone for being here. Let me start the recording. The recording has started. Happy Wednesday. Today it is August 3rd, 2022, and this is the questions and answers with the Elohim gathering. Tonight we will be playing a recording from a replay from March 5th, 2014. And I want to mention that right after this call, the one-hour call at 7 p.m. Pacific, we will go over to our daily whole planet healing conference call and BBS will also broadcast that conference call. So hang in there after the hour if you are interested in more. Thank you so much. It is March 5th, 2014. And Muted. This is Wim Free and Terry Brown in North Hollywood, California, and um, I'd like to congratulate all of you who paid your rent a few days ago, and I'd like to say, um, if you you didn't, um, keep a stiff upper lip, (laughs) although, Terry, do you think a stiff upper lip is a sign of a reptilian? Somebody said that, you know. I don't remember the context of it. But, you know, the, the British phrase have a, uh, a stiff upper lip, right? Yeah, I know, but, yeah, it's taken on a certain meaning. Yeah. Billions don't have lips. Uh, Don, be careful. <laughs> uh, there we go. Don, we knocked you out. You know what? We gotta be fair. If we do it to Dwayne, we have to do it to you. <laughs> um, 
So, let's see. We have our recording on. We said hello to everybody. Terry is not ready, and neither am I. That means we can start, right, Terry? Uh, <clears throat> I was just looking at, um, like, I was trying to find the charge cord for my phone. Like, I can either char- keep my earphones on, my headset, or the phone. I think the phone will run out in a half hour. Um, well, where's your charge card? It's somewhere upstairs, but I don't know where. I've got one charge cord so I can charge one thing at a time. Now, um, you know, we have hundreds We have hundreds of listeners, and we have discussing your lost charge card. But at least you're not, at least you're unmuted, right? <laughs> well, uh, let's just go with it and do the best, okay? I mean, let me see. If if you want to, hang on a second. Here is this a charge card? No. There should be a charge card somewhere up here. Are you? Is your computer down there? No, right? No, but I could plug it into Vaughn's. Um, okay, now, now, you know, right now, you've got to entertain people while I'm looking for a charge cord, okay? I believe our sources can charge your phone, uh, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, don't, we don't want to take anything for granted. Do you know that one of the things, a subtlety of all of this work we're doing now, Terry, I have, like, the plug-in headset, okay? For a computer? No, for your phone. Oh, uh, plug-in so headset? So you have one charge cord down there? Yeah. So if you come up and get the plug-in headset, or I'll send it down, then you don't okay. have to use the, the Bluetooth. How's that sound? I'll be right. I'll be right up. Okay. You know, some people wonder why we sent out notices for the calls 15 minutes before the call. And, you know, this is a, there's a kind of an interesting story on that, which I'll bet you that you probably never thought of. Do you know why, we, why I do that, Hans? Yes, I do. Did I tell you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. When we started doing these calls, this was it was somewhat fragile, holding the energy for it, and I was aware that there were. You see, our call is visible because the energy goes so high on it; it's visible in other dimensions. And those of you who have studied the law of one Carla Record material know how. She was terribly attacked by other dimensional entities that didn't want her material out in the world. And and those of you who have tracked our work know that um, DK was terribly attacked when this work first started. And um, that this is the kind of material that 
can change the nature of this planet. Now, I don't know if it will. That's up to us, but it has that potential. And it certainly has changed a number of you. You've changed yourself, actually. It's not that this has changed you. You've changed yourself by changing your paradigms. Now, you know, a lot of new people are asking, well, how do you get this change? How do you get this change? And I really think the best answer is keep showing up on our calls and listen to the archives because you can't will this kind of stuff to happen. And you can't use a technique for it to happen. Although there's a lot of keys in the calls, lots of keys that you can apply, but it's always like an indirect thing. It's not like um, direct. Well, because of the potential power on these calls, what what happens... Now, this was just... This is not based on anything they told me. It's not based on anything that that demonstrated itself this way. It was just based on some gut-level instinct on my part that once you announce something, you are now creating an energy in the ethers that's going to exist in the ethers from the moment you announce it to the moment that thing manifests. And I had the feeling that the, that putting that into the ethers gave opportunity for negative sources in the ethers to potentially try to screw it up in some way. So I got into the habit of waiting till the last minute so there was no energy hanging in the ethers. Now, at this point now, it's different. It's different because um, in earlier times, we we didn't hit the ground running as as we do now. The reason we're hitting the ground running is so many of you are holding energy for the call. And so, as soon as we get on the call, and even if, if you notice the pattern, some of you are noticing prior to the call, even a few hours, or it's probably different for everybody, there's an energy that starts coming in, and your high self is saying, wow, and you're already creating it. We're already coming together. Now, that creates a lot of safety for the call. It's not like, say, four or five years ago, and maybe even three years ago, where we started the call and that the energy had to be built on the call from scratch because there was no energy or very little except from highs. Highs was always great. But it's like now all of you holding the energy is creating a safety net for the work and it allows it to move into more people and reach more people. And the real essence of this work is the energy. It's not the information. And 
sometimes if a bunch of new people come on, and, and some of you probably have sat through this and noticed it, when new people come on, I may repeat the same things that you've heard five times. And you think, oh, this is boring. Well, I think that if you think that what's on this call has to do with the information or breakthrough information, and yes, there's lots of breakthrough information that has come through these calls, but um, it's not the breakthrough information that makes the calls so relevant. It's the energy that we're all learning to hold on the call and the, 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 being a conduit, being an interface for this loving energy in the higher dimensions that bit by bit you start to integrate it and you become more loving. And it's totally nonlinear. It's not a technique. But it just takes consistency on your part. Um, and there's more than one way to get it. But uh, the one thing that I can say that works is when people come in to the calls, it helps. And for some of you that are listening on the Internet, you might try coming into the calls early on the phone line. And um, then you can go, if you're one of those people that gets charged for the calls, because some people do, be, be aware. Most people don't, but occasionally one of the carriers charges one distance charges for the conference call numbers. Well, just come in in the beginning and then go back to the Internet, because there are people get to know each other. We recognize each other's voices. We feel like, like a connection. And so you don't need this. You can, you can get it just on the Internet. You can get it just on the replays. But I don't think, I think many of us need the human interchange. And so if you feel you need that or you'd like to experiment with it, come in on the conference line and see what happens. See if, 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 your energy feels feels more connected. So, on that note, um, this is a, this is always an experiment because it changes because it's in the moment, and being in the moment, it's always going to be different. It's always going to be in creational, and we are creational together on this call. And that's why, you know, I so avoid um, rituals. I think the only ritual we have is calling in of the light. But other than that, we make it up as we go. And I'm making it up as I go. But you know what? When I say I'm making it up, I am we because I feel your energies. So some of you have noticed that certainly with Terry and our sources, you know, they feel your energies as well. And so we'll be addressing and not even consciously trying to, 
the group energy rather than just, you know, my agenda of what I want to present. So it's very exciting to have you all participating. And, of course, our sources are constantly saying how amazing it is that something like this is happening in this realm. And on that note, Jerry, you're not muted, are you? I just unmuted. But okay. I hear a hum. I hear a hum. Do you hear I hear it? a little I hear a little hum. Oh by the way, Ron I saw Ron Lehrer on the line. Ron, I'm not forgetting you. Um, please keep bugging me because I gotta figure figure out why you're not getting emails. Um Oh, that was a loud hum there. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to figure but, it out. But, you know, right now I'm in L.A., we're on the road, we're urban gypsies, and uh, I'm also doing some recording of my songs, and I'm having a hard time keeping everything together. And if, if I haven't answered your emails, if you sent me an email, please forgive me. I, I do try to answer emails. At some point, I'm not going to be able to, And um, but I know for many of you it's important and you have really good questions, and you're, you're stuck. And so we're doing our best. But right now, it's like um, we're, we're spaced out. We're not as focused as we are in Sedona. Plus, I'm doing things like, like recording songs, and I'm, I'm kind of integrating in my mind that it's okay to share my music with everybody. Because for the longest time, I didn't want to do it. I avoided it because I was grounding the Elohim raw connections. And um, and my music is really good. And I didn't want to compete with that aspect of what we're doing. But now I feel like we've grounded it. It's grounded. It's like so many of you are feeling it. I don't have to try to prove myself on every call. And and it's like my songs can actually augment this work because they're much easier to handle for some people, to, to at least get them interested, because um, people music bypasses everything. So we're going to start, and... Um, Father, Mother, God, we ask for the light to surround and protect each person on this line and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Now, right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And 
anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? We create in the love light of the one infinite creator. Are you able to hear us? Yes, we are. Give us a moment. There's a plane going over. This is while on. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This is March 5th, 2014. And we are moving not unilaterally, but non-linearly into the space and are available for each person who wishes to connect with us and for us to connect with them if they wish it. We are honored to be able to come in in this manner and connect. We do not come through the telephone lines. We don't come through the radio. We come directly to you. And we are a very high vibration. So it is hard to sense that we are there unless you move through the frequency, unless you look at the frequency where we are. We are here to assist in whatever way we can. Do you have questions? Yes, we do. First, first of all, a question from Dave in Mesa. He's moving into a new home, and he's still nervous about the move. Things are coming together in ways I never expected. I still feel nervous. And David, I guess I should just read this. I guess what I'm asking is, are things coming together because it is my time to finally have things go good for me when so much has gone wrong in the past? Thank you again. Thank you. It is normal to feel nervous when one makes a move from one location to another, when one finds a new home, a new location, a new relationship with the geography around them. The forces become slightly different, and one then needs to reorient at a subconscious level. Once you are situated, you will begin to put down tracks and roots in the new location, and you will see that there are similarities to where you lived before, but there are new people around. There are new tracks to the late and some of them are very nurturing. You can connect in the new location to the surroundings and pick which things are comforting to you. 
foreground, the landscape, the nurturing of the frequencies of the ground and the grass and bushes. We see that as you move, there may be nervousness, but as you are in the new place, that take a moment and get familiar with the rooms, with the sidewalks, with the area where you are. And as you get familiar, you will become more grounded and anchored. There are people there, some which will be nurturing or some which will not be so nurturing. And to simply keep your perimeter from those people that you sense are not nurturing. Do not worry about it, but use it as an advancement in your grounding. Thank you. Thank you. Question from Susan in Michigan. My beloved black my beloved cat, Black E, transitioned from his earthly body one week ago. Where is he now, and is he okay? Thank you. Black E is a prowler. He is interested in the energies. He is following the energies that he sees as if it is something that he has been chasing as if it is something that can be followed and maybe caught. And he is very curious and he is very upbeat about it. He is not sitting around wondering what to do next. He is following the energies that he sees. And he is quite intent on this and is, in a sense, having a good time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Don Herman asked a question. Don, I'm, I'm going to answer this. I'm really not going to answer it. I'm just going to make a comment. Um, you asked if the Elohim Rock group had anything to do with the writing of a certain book which has influenced people. And I don't like to ask those questions because, um, well, a lot of times people ask me as if I am the 
they are the dispensers of truth, like is this thing positive, is this thing negative, what really happened in this religion, and, um, you know, any comments like that only have a negative, usually, I won't say only, can can have a negative impact on me, because uh, maybe I'm making comments on things that other people found really valuable to themselves, and I'm saying something negative about it. Or maybe um, the organizations will get mad at me because we say something about it. So, you know, on that particular book you mentioned, if you look it up, it was a collaboration by a woman and her husband. And there was, there was look up who wrote it and their backgrounds, because there was some indication that it was, um, uh, you know, came, came from a negative source, actually, even though many people use it. But I'm not going to say what the book is. And that's, that's all I want to say. Uh, look up the backgrounds of the people and you'll find some interesting stuff. Okay? Now, next question is from Joshua in Austin, Texas. In one of our books, I believe it was our book, um, Joshua quotes this and asks for some expansion. There are others of the identical congruency of consciousness that will welcome those to the fourth density. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, his question is, can we expand on this if it is for the highest good of all concerned? the idea that there are others of identical congruency that will welcome those to the fourth density. And I guess that means that there are people, beings, entities, already in the fourth density that if we end up there, they're going to welcome us. And is there anything to expand on that? Thank you. Many have similar ideas, and many have similar belief patterns. So there are others in the fourth density that are welcoming. However, each entity has its own track, its own experience, which leads into the sum of the belief systems that one has and leads into the makeup of one's matrix. So for one to be identical to another is not exactly the way it is. Many contribute their own experience to the fourth density in their life and the fourth density and from their own perspective 
are able to welcome people from the third density into the fourth density, they being in the fourth density by virtue of being in the fourth density have more awareness of life in the fourth density. Therefore, they are able to welcome one from the third density who has similar belief systems into the fourth density and make open space for that person to grow and to be able to teach and to train and answer any questions that the person entering the fourth fourth density may have. I have a question uh, that I'd like to tag on to Joshua's question, and it has to do with there are people out there. You know, we've been talking about graduating to the fourth density, starting with Carla Rucker. But the truth is, everyone graduates to where they have positioned themselves. So many, many beings will not will skip the fourth density unless they would choose to go there to give support to people who they love who are ending up in the fourth density. If you can see how that works, there's a lot of free will choice on this. But the question is, there are a number of groups that are saying that the fourth density has essentially been taken over by the negatives and that people should be aiming for the fifth density, although I don't know if you can actually aim for something, but could you get some clarification on that idea? The person, when they transition, go to the place where they need to be, although the fourth density does have some negative things in it, it has not been taken over by the negative, and it is still a beautiful place to go, and there are beings there that are welcoming individuals coming there and are helping to integrate and to train them and then move them on to where they would ultimately like to go and potentially to... Uh, graduate or to move back to another reincarnation in the third density. Thank you. Um, from Robert Travers, um, the question is, and I'm just going to simplify his question, it's becoming pretty obvious to us that weather is changing. And some people attribute that to the shift the planet's on, and other people attribute it to interventions from negative groups. And um, the weather changes that are happening, in general, what could we say is the overriding cause of those changes? Thank you. There are a number of groups who are attempting to change the weather. For instance, the Chinese attempted to uh, have fair weather during the Olympics there. The individuals 
who are seeking to change the weather are in different countries and changing it to their own likes, dislikes. For instance, in one area in Europe, it was too hot. It was felt, and so the weather changers changed it to be more cool. Then they brought in different influential people and pointed out the differences, and they used this to keep keep to bring on board other officials who have power who wish to also have, say, more rain in their district or more sun or less sun. And they then get more and more people on board and the overall pattern is a bit patchy, but whenever you put um, chemicals, aluminum in the skies, then it is bound to affect the weather because the nucleation of the particles attract most moisture and hold it and then carry it to a different part of the country, say, back further east rather than so much in the West. So there is a definite change in weather that is being uh, geologically engineered. This can also create tornadoes as the effects of the highs and lows can aggravate conditions and create anomalies which can generate tornadoes. It is not generally thought of or known uh, by most people what is happening, and most people just consider it um, something inevitable and change in the weather that is natural. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll have one more question. Can the Elohim change weather? Yes. Um, we can change weather. It is a co-creative process, and it is harder to do when there is artificially produced weather. However, the Elohim, when they change weather, it is not by taking over an area. It is by co-creating with the spirits, with the forces of nature in an area, and with the co-creative energies working together between the Elohim and the spirits involved, then if the spirits decide that they would like 
to have rain in the area, then it can be made. Or if the spirit or a storm system is willing to change its configuration through communication with the Elohim, then it changes it. There is a consciousness within tornadoes. There's a consciousness within storm systems, within hurricanes, that if the system is enough aware, it can be worked with. And in not in all cases, as there are some such as the storm Sandy, which was driven, and behind it was more storm driving the first front forward. Behind that, there was more storm driving the next front forward, and it dumbed down the consciousness of that storm. Um, it had its own trajectory and its own goal, so on perceived path. Thank you. Thank you. Were there any interventions from higher sources with all the rain that just happened in California? There were interventions uh, by the consciousness of the people and their connection with the rain pattern, yes. And their pr- and their prayers. Yes. Program. Yes. yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. This is from Cruz Garcia Crustus. I didn't. I don't have his. Oh, he he lives in um, actually Cruz Martin Garcia Galvez. What a name. <laughs> Hey, Cruz, from Fresno, California. And he would like to know what I am waiting for in life. Or is there something else I should be doing? Is my heart open enough for the next density? And how do I hone my own power? And I'm sorry I know this is just one question. (laughs) There we go. Thank you. The idea of waiting for something to happen puts power in someone else's court to ask for something from outside of one to coincide with one's own desires and one's own purpose. You yourself in waiting are postponing are putting on a shelf forward progress. We suggest starting out in areas in a very small 
manner, taking little baby steps, one little baby step, in the direction which brings you closer to achievement, closer to what will fulfill you and you yourself know the things that you feel are more fulfilling and the things you know are pointless wastes of energy which you feel nothing that has happened and keeps you in the waiting game. Like, I will do this waiting for something or I, I will see if this brings in something. But to change it around and create the thrust rather than wait for the thrust to create you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, question from Deb Merrick in Omaha, Nebraska. In 2008, I saw a diamond-white circle of light about 150 feet off my balcony. It sat in the sky. As I watched it more closely, I could see colors of pink and blue and yellow dripping around it. It was so beautiful and eventually got smaller and smaller until it disappeared. I thought the circle of white light was bent for me and even felt it was aware of me and possibly communicating with me. Can the Elohim tell me the purpose of this light? Was there a message given to me or that I was, I'm adding this, was there a message I was supposed to derive from this? There was a connection. There was a connection meant for you. We ask, we say that to be cautious in the connecting of external light in the sky with you as it could be an attraction to you and a team to not inoculate you but to predisposition you for possible um, abduction scenario. Thank you. And uh, sometimes could we could could we ask the question? Um, I, I mean, I know the answer, but I'll just ask the question. Could we say that in every case, abduction scenarios would be from service to self negative entities? You are asking about thousands and thousands of cases. There are cases where there have been abductions 
could have been as a free gift to someone to heal a certain aspect of something that was going on with them. However, in general, it is from service to self beings who are wishing to... They have different agendas. So they're wishing to service their agenda. Perhaps it is taking a DNA which will help heal some aspect of something that has gone wrong with their race. And although their service to self is that they, on the other hand, are service to others towards their own race. So it is more complex than one might think. Thank you. Margaret in, uh, let me see here, I think she's in Margaret Highland in Auckland, New Zealand. Now, Margaret, I'm, you're asking about your guide, and I want to say that there has been a idea in a lot of New Age stuff about guides, and in general, when we've asked these questions, um, guides are not necessarily higher sources. Although, because they, we get messages and we hear voices, we tend to give them that power. They may be no wiser than you. In fact, they may be less wiser than you. And yet, because of the phenomena, we give them power. And of course, we call them our guides because there's a, uh, uh, a paradigm that says guides are good, you know? So I'm going to ask your question. I don't know how they're going to answer it, but I just wanted to say that they may answer it in a way that you have been giving up your power to this guide. And I shouldn't say this. I don't want to program Terry. But that's all I'll say. Here's the question. 651, this will be our last question for the night. Um, since 2000, I have had a mission from my guide to email an American man to support him in his climb to his dreams and inform him of little things in his life. I learned because they are conveyed to me in dreams and synchronistic signs via my guide. I, in turn, simply have emailed them daily for 14 years. But just recently, I can't understand what my guide is showing me. And I have the feeling the whole interaction in any future mutual meeting I might have with this man has been canceled. Or I have been released from it, at least. Is this the case? Has this mission ceased? And uh, has my guide who contacted me in sleep in 1999 left me permanently as a personal guide now and simply becomes available only in general as a petition or prayer? Does he still require me to continue to contact this American man 
And will he still give me personal guidance and sleep, as I am very unwell and I live alone? He is a guide to many, many individuals. Okay? Thank you, no matter what, Margaret. Thank, Thank you, Margaret. Mark. We ask you to ask your guide to give you a dream message that the messages about the future of the messages. We ask the guide it to tell you if the mission is complete. We see that the guide has an intense interest in the welfare of the man and that the guide is getting ready to move to a higher level and therefore the messages are coming less intently and with less import and intent. We see a moving of the guide to a higher frequency and then losing the direct contact with the messages for the man as the energy connection with the third density dissipates and new uh, vestiges uh, are seen by the guide. Thank you. I assume that's the answer to the yes. question. Yes. Okay. So let's take a final minute on this call. Let's shut our eyes and let's just move into our group energy and feeling each other, feeling our sources, feeling the earth, and just embrace everything that can be embraced with this love light on our planet. And all those processes that are occurring, both negative and positive, that reinforce the positive and accentuate the positive, as the song says. We ask for moderation and interventions on Fukushima regarding radiation. We ask for earthquake control, uh, moderation on any quake anywhere in the world that might go off. And on that note, 656, I thank you all so, so much for being here. I thank Terry. I thank Hyde. Uh, I'd like to send the light. Let's take another moment. I didn't say this, but Gary Browley, who's been one of our volunteers for probably three or four years, helping us send emails out, is in the hospital, and he's responding to prayers 
for a little, very serious nerve transplant. He was in a coma, and he came out of it, but he's still tentative. I'd like to send our love light of this group to Gary Brownlee at Ronald Reagan Hospital at UCLA. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye to everybody, and we'll see many of you on Sunday, and thank you so much for being part of what we're doing. All right, back here on this Wednesday, August 3rd. Thank you all for having been here, joined to this episode, and we will go over to our Whole Planet Healing Conference call. BBS will join us there as well. If you're listening to BBS currently, hang in there for a moment, and BBS will tune in to our Whole Planet Healing Conference call. Let me open up the mics. Unmuted. Thank you. Thank you, Heis. All right. Happy trails. Happy trails. Be well, Terry. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. I just put the speaker on so Terry can hear you. Love to you, Terry. Hi, Terry. We love you. Love you, Terry. Miss you, Terry. Sending you healing energy, Terry. We pray for you. <laughs> Thank you, BBS, welcome for to being here to Whole Planet Healing. And welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Yeah, hi, it's Lauren from Forks, Washington. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hey, hello. Hi, Lauren. Hello, hello Lauren. everybody on BBS. With your with your new computer and mic setup, I sound like you should be on the radio. Is that so? Yeah. You should. You sound, you sound like, just like BBS does. Do you want uh, welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? No. Hello, no. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi guys, it's Bonnie in California. Hi Bonnie. Hi Bonnie. Hi. Scott from Pennsylvania. Hi. Hi Scott. Hi Scott. Hi Bonnie. Scott. Hi. Gang's all here. Max. Max Lena here. She is not. Don't hear an echo. It's 108 <laughs> degrees here. How's everybody else? Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! The TV no. won't even work. It says due to weather conditions we can't work. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> That's crazy. Well, well, it's in the yeah. it's in the 50s here. Oh, Where's that? Really? Oh. Awesome. Yeah. It, I thought yeah, it was warm at 66 here. You're talking Celsius. In the field. Celsius. Lauren? Yeah. Hi. Hi, this is Bonnie. I I wonder if yeah. you would let us know 
about this, uh, what's coming from the sun today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe sure. One, maybe, well, yeah, well, maybe once this call starts. Yeah. If you don't mind. Okay. Oh, that'd, no, that'd be great. That'd, that'd, be, uh, that'd be fine. Uh, and I'll tell you what we can do about it, too. Good. Oh, good. Exactly. Okay. Good. Yes. Okay. We like Thank solutions. Well, let's we could use the We can all go yes. outside and spit at the sun. All right. Let, let's just get going, okay? And then uh, Lauren has some time to do search. Beautiful. Do it. Hold on a second. Lauren, can you uh, actually? I will unmute you. Yes, I see you here. Okay. Muted. Jackie, are you here? Yes, I am. Right. Should I Lauren, introduce? It... Should I introduce Lauren before or after Cecil? Uh, let 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 uh, yeah, let's do Cecil first. Maybe maybe after. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cecil first, and then uh, okay, Win. I'll give it straight to Jackie, okay? All right, here we go, Jackie. The recording has started. Hello, everyone. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd of 2022. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call. And this is the call where we individuals gather to harmonize our unique frequencies to form a group energy that then resonates with higher density beings who have offered to join us and provide assistance with our work. And these are the same sources you heard in the previous hour and are the same higher beings that contacted Winfrey and Terry Brown some 20 years ago. And there are many reasons why we do this work, but simply put, our mission statement is revealed within the title of this call whole planet healing, because our intention and our passion every evening is to be of service, to help heal our planet, as well as the many other issues that involve the people, places, and issues that we care about. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we really appreciate the extra energy that comes in when our BBS family joins us on Wednesdays. So let's officially begin our call by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection and a shielding from any negative interference for ourselves and this call. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted to the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth. 
through our bodies and into the center of the earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. You know, we usually join Wynn and Terry right now in the call, but but first we have a special feature tonight. Uh, I'm going to introduce Lauren from Forks, Washington, who's going to tell us about a special event that's been occurring this afternoon on our planet uh, and how it would help us with our meditation today. Lauren, you're up. Yeah, hi. Um, there's a, a, a CME, that's coronal mass ejection, which is a, a bunch of a, uh, like hydrogen, helium, atoms that are uh, uh, that are stripped of its kind of uh, its electrons, if you will, uh, as a plasma field that's uh, uh, emanating from the sun, a big a big sunburst uh, from sun uh, heavy sunspot activity, and uh, at high velocity and high energy, that's uh, uh, headed uh, headed our way, and is. Uh, already arriving, if, if I'm not mistaken, and the uh, <clears throat> uh, what that does is that when it interfaces with the magnetic field of the planet, uh, it uh, it can hit different areas of the planet and and around the planet, the area around the planet where the uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, where the Van Allen radiation belt is and such. At any rate, it generates a. Uh, you can see it in the in the sky if you're up, up north, uh, uh, aurora borealis uh, type of effect. Uh, but what it does, uh, since the energy level is so high and it's traveling at such a high velocity, uh, it uh, uh, it causes disruptions, uh, satellites. Um, it can knock satellites out if it if that uh, hits hits those areas. Um, it can uh, at least temporarily. They're hard, they're hardened, so they'll recover from it most most of the cases. Uh, but it can also generate uh, uh, electrical discharges in the atmosphere, uh, going to going down the ground, and uh, kind of like a uh, it can generate uh, like a uh, uh, an event, uh, kind of like uh, the uh, 1859, I think it was, uh, a Carrington event, where uh, uh, where uh, telegraph lines and stuff were 
uh, it was arcing over between the telegraph lines to, uh, down to the railroad tracks, for instance, and and blowing up uh, uh, stations and along the way and stuff, and uh, creating all kinds of mayhem, and could generate a uh, complete blackout in various areas. Um, now that's that's generally what and it, it disrupts uh, our physiology. Uh, our mental, emotional, uh, spiritual makeup—it uh, could be kind of, uh, kind of uh, devastating. However, uh, there is a—we're uh, uh, dealing with uh, with a sun, which is a, a, a there's a being there, so uh, we can get in in touch with the sun. We can get a, a, in in touch with the uh, with the. Uh, the CME, the coronal mass ejection, uh, and uh, and uh, talk to it and say, okay, l- listen, this is this is great energy here. Uh, if we uh, if we can harness it, and so we can actually turn it to being uh, uh, disruptive, from being disruptive to something that's actually aiding the planet and aiding us. Uh, not so. Uh, the, the idea is it, we don't put up a protective barrier here. Uh, it's like we get in communication, like like we do with uh, with storms, volcanoes, etc. And uh, 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 so we're in actual touch with, uh, with with it, and we utilize that energy that can be cro- uh, crossed over, uh, and to our uh, uh, to our advantage. Uh, and that's what I propose. Uh, we we do with it. So, uh, like again, we uh, we don't take it as an it. We take it as hi. There's somebody home here. There's an actual intelligence here, and we can work with that intelligence. That's about all I have thank to say. You. Any questions? Yeah. Thank. You. Well, I was going to say, Lawrence. Thank you for that. And. Uh, I was feeling kind of agitated today until I got Joy's um, text uh, passing on this information from you, and it immediately switched my mind around, and um, I started to work with it, and everything chilled out. So uh, thank you so much for this. And and, and Lauren, Lauren, how how long will it last? Like throughout tomorrow or... Say what? I I, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, don't have that don't have that information. Okay. Thank you. I got the impression about this uh, coronal mass ejection from seeing an article yesterday and felt as if the article, which was citing that it was supposed to be a G one, which is relatively mild in terms of geophysical activity, but energetically, as we know energy to be quite different, um, was a a much stronger uh, impact for myself. And I felt that coming and I have literally, I appreciate what was said about just harnessing that and um, kind of riding that wave and knowing that it's part of the changes that we're going through that are positive, that we're asking for and that we're receiving help with. And we have to be strong and ride with that and trust 
And that's what that gives me. And I appreciate our great sun and this great influx of energy. So thank you for elucidating on that, Lauren. Thank you all. Uh, my pleasure. Anybody else? Questions? Just at star six, I guess it is. Okay. Thank Thanks you, Lauren. And uh, let's now see if Wynn is available to say a few words to us, because we do have a time limit today. Wynn? Wynn is here. Mm-hmm. I... You're very muffled. Can you go over the speakerphone? Uh, oh, wait a second. Here we go. I'm on my good microphone, okay? Well, you know, if anyone's listening, you know, it's hard to tell what we're doing just from listening the first time, unless you hear this. And what makes this call and this work unique is we have made serious contact with the two group souls at the highest level of the universe matrix and have asked them thousands of questions and they are on this call. They don't have telephones, but they tune in to you when you're on this call, if you allow it. And uh, they tell me, and I believe it, no one's ever done anything like that before. You know, had verbal connection and had the vibrational connection at the same time on an ongoing basis. So I used to tell people, and probably you heard me on the last call that we played, that this was an experiment. That's exactly how I felt, that it's an experiment. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, uh, Wynn. And uh, we are going to go next to Bonnie from Corona, California. And Bonnie is familiar with these thousands of channeled messages that Wynn just referred to that are archived on the spiritchannel.net. And every night on this call, we have the benefit of hearing one of these messages or something from a compatible resource read for us every evening. So, Barney, what do we have to look forward to tonight? (laughs) Hi, thank you. Okay, we are going to visit a call uh, that took place on July 27th. 2011. This was a Wednesday night question and answer call. And after Wynn called in the light, then we start out with a short greeting from Ra on through Terry uh, before the first question was asked. And so here Ra on greets us. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This is the 27th of July, 2011, and we make contact 
with each and every person on the line who wishes to make contact, and each and every person who will listen to the call later or read the transcript. We are available within the energy field of Earth, although that is not our home. We are available to anyone who asks with intention and desire, and we hear your prayers. Do you have questions? And so when then asks, uh, I'm going to start off with a question submitted to me by someone, and they're asking about the law of attraction. And his question is, I am attracted to the message there, but not attracted to the methods used to sell and distribute the teachings. Is pursuing this law of attraction material or trying to use it putting me at odds with practicing the law of one? And so here then we have some information from Ra on through Terry. Two questions here. The way the law of attraction works, and it works for both positive and negative things, is that when an individual has an intention, a desire, and they put that intention or desire on a certain object or goal or result, they add their own frequency to it. Now, other frequencies that would fulfill that goal are then operating at the same frequency as that individual has. And as such, they are resonating with each other. So even if it's at a distance, that intention that the one individual has then resonates the same frequency, the same intention, wherever it is, and these two respond in like kind if they are resonating together as a musical note that is very much like the first. When these two resonate, even though they are apart, it is as if there is no distance and it operates in a mechanical way to place those two resonating frequencies in juxtaposition with each other. So it is easy for the one what is resonating that frequency to then bond with the other that is resonating that frequency and the two to come together. And then that is synchronicity. However, there is a mechanic, there are mechanics behind it that works. Now it can be for a positive goal or for a negative goal. One person 
may be terribly afraid of being broken into in their house, and they may be putting out the frequency of fear. And the idea of somebody breaking in, and some criminal may tune into that frequency because that criminal is at that frequency and then chooses that person's house. When we add for the factor that the thing that is intended or desired or what the person has their intention is, because the person who has the house may not want it broken into, but they may have all their attention on that. And being so immersed in that thought, they act like a beacon for that resonance. If it is a positive intention, then the negative will drop away and they will have synchronicities with other people who have the positive intention. When something is prayed for and we pick up the prayers, we can then magnify by sending our love light to the area and magnify the intention and make a holographic sphere around something to then bring in our intention in fortification of the other intention for the highest good, say for healing or for a higher result, a love light result where all the people win. Now for your second question. The term exploiting carries a negative connotation with it. The individuals who are involved in the making of money, if they are into the survival mechanism in the third dimension, and if they are putting the goals of the many above the goal of the putting out of the good intention, the good result, the good thing that is being broadcast, if they put the money above it, then they begin to slant the intention away from the broadcast of the good result. If they hold in their mind that the good result is of paramount importance and the result of the dissemination of that is money, which people in this particular third dimension society need to live. And if they hold in mind the good result as paramount and do not compromise the good result to shortcut, to shortcut it, for making money, if they hold the good result as paramount and money is a natural flow back as a result, then it is a good, healthy situation. If individuals become jaded by the money and begin to place the money above the result, above the dissemination, it will corrupt. If this is jaded enough 
this will eventually die out. One of the reasons is that individuals are seeking the good results in general. For them, and if the flow has been corrupted toward the flow of money to be more important than the result, then this will be the withering away of the original purpose for having done the project in the first place. And I think that's a good reminder of the part of the, the whole reason for this call is putting things in the light for the greater good of all. I will send it back to you, Jackie. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. That was a great choice. Um, Well, we are going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, next on our call. And Jennifer uh, researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events. They've also suggested that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the frequency of calmness. So as Jennifer guides us to each area of activity, let's gather our group intent and let's visualize and focus calmness to each area of concern and let's invite the sun's energy to add to our effort. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. Tonight, as we begin, I do want to invite the spirit of Mother Earth to travel with us, as she can enhance our intention for calming. Also, of course, our sources who are already here with us. And the first place we're going to look at is the big island of Hawaii. And I hate to say this, and I don't forecast, but today there were 97 earthquakes on the top of Mauna Loa. And then there wasn't a whole lot of activity other than that. And there was some uh, low-level activity around Pahala. And also um, there's another lava field next to Pahala. And there was activity there. So um, we really need to send concentrated calm down to this area. The very apex of the volcano right in the caldera is where this is all taking place. And some of these actually were above ground. So we send additional calm to Hawaii for today and also for tomorrow and ask that any stress there that needs to be um, released, that it's done in a fashion that um, human beings and animals aren't harmed. And I guess that, that's the best we can do this time. And then we're going to move south now down to the New Zealand area. We had a 5.4, and this was on that trench. I know you hate the sound of it, but it's Karmadek Trench, north of um, New Zealand. And then we're going to zip all the way over to Indonesia. This is really interesting because as this area calms down, the other <laughs> on the other side, it picks up. So we go over to Indonesia, and we did have a 4.9, but everything was less than that. 
And then the Philippines, which was swarming badly recently, and we had a 4.0 there, so it's really calmed. Up to Japan, we had a 5.4. And the Kuril Islands, which are just north of uh, Japan, and they're on the trench, the left side of the uh, Ring of Fire. And we had a 4.2 at the Kuril. And then coming over to Alaska, I'm not sure what's going on here. But there really is hardly anything going on in Alaska. So let's just ask Mother Mother to help us that we can do this for tomorrow as well. The largest they had today was a 2.9, and it was on the mainland, and virtually no activity out on the Aleutians. So that's rare, very rare. And then we're going to come down into the states. Um, Washington, we have Mount... Baker, Mount Rainier, and Mount St. Helens. And these volcanoes are all um, rumbling. I call it rumbling because they're very low level. But Mount St. Helens is had a bit of an uptick. And, well, today there was only three, but I think there was like six yesterday. So and we know what that volcano can do. So let's send the whole Pacific Northwest calm. And then down into Oregon, we did have, it was offshore, um, we did have, where the heck is it, 2.5, and they're calling it Port Orford, but it is in the sea and it's part of the uh, Gorda Ridge, just off um, the Cascadia Basin in that area. There's fault lines running all over the place through that region. And then down to California, a very unspectacular day, which that's what we like. <laughs> and the geysers, let's just send additional calm to the geysers region, San Andreas, all the way down to Southern California. And on the eastern side, we did have a bit of an uptick at, at Ridgecrest in number of activities. And we also have Long Valley Caldera that has been rumbling for, oh, some time now. Um, and then, of course, we want to put West Yellowstone. Sometimes they disguise it as mammoth, but it is West Yellowstone. And there were five little earthquakes there today. So let's just send calm to West Yellowstone because we know um, everything's vibrating. Everything's vibrating right now like crazy. And then we did have a little itty-bitty earthquake over in South Carolina that um, Elgin, South Carolina it was just a hair under two. And then we moved down into Mexico. We had a 4.3. El Salvador, 4.0. Down into Nicaragua, 5.3 and also a 4.2. And then we're going to go straight down into South America, a 4.2 in Ecuador, 4.6 in Peru. And then we come around to the South Sandwich Islands at the um, southern tip of South America, and we had a 4.7 there, all the way up the mid-Atlantic Ridge to the surprise today, we have a new volcano erupting in Iceland. The it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Right now, it's not interfering or harming or threatening anybody or anything, and it's quite a spectacle to see. This morning, it had a, like a rift with smoke billowing out, and then by tonight, it's like spewing up into the air. It's really something to see. And we send calm 
Um, now that the volcano is erupting, all the pretty much all the seismic activity has relented. Uh, we had one 4.3 there today. So we just sent additional calming to that area. And then we're going to zip through Europe. We have uh, the Strait of Gibraltar 4.0, and then all the way over to, it's really south of Greece, and they call it the Eastern Mediterranean, 4.4 there. And then over to West Turkey, where we have 4.2. And then all nothing, all the way over to the south of India, in the Indian Sea, we had a 4.8. And then that was all. So let's just take a moment and send, remember in your prayers and your calming, uh, Hawaii, that we don't want to erupt, and Iceland, that we're just going to send our calm. And I'd like to thank you guys, and I'll send you all back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, uh, when was it will be taking us on his guided visualization in just a few minutes, where he will address many of the other issues that need our focus. But right now, the phone lines are unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your particular concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. I'd like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. And before I hand the call over, I would like to add that we will again be holding a light buddy meditation for Terry Brown right after this call, but not on the conference call. Meditate privately wherever you are and visualize Terry in a state of complete health, vitality, and well-being. We will begin at 8.05 Pacific time and will continue for about 15 minutes. Please join us. Thank you. Unmuted. Hi, guys. I would like to continue to ask for rain for the southwest United States, especially here in California where all our reservoirs are dry. Uh, And so I guess we should uh, appeal or ask the consciousness that we call water to please honor us with some rain uh, to relieve our drought conditions. And anywhere on the planet where these drought conditions exist, we need some relief. Also, I'd like to continue to send love and light and laughter and hope to the children of the planet. And I'm asking for a a balance of energy in general in all the right places, all the right means, all the right measures. And I'm asking for a strengthening of the planetary grids and of the outer energetic fields that surround the planet. And as I'm doing this, then uh, uh, today especially, uh, I want to ask the consciousness in this flow of energy coming from the sun 
And I'm asking our sources to utilize this energy for the greatest benefit and to take it and place it wherever it's best used uh, for the greater good of all. Thank you. That was nice. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell for the two films, 2000 Mules and Rape 2020. Thank you. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I'd like to put all of humanity into the light and ask for the Elohim support in accelerating our awakening. Some of you may have seen that a German MP by the name of Christine Anderson spoke out at a recent meeting of the EU calling the current vaccination campaign the greatest crime against humanity that has ever been perpetrated. She chastised any and all elected officials who are not truly working for the well-being of the people that they're supposed to be serving. It was something to behold. So I believe that this is a strong indication that the awakening is taking place. That's good news. Thank you all for contributing your prayers and intentions and for speaking your own truth at every opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else before we go to to Jennifer's healing list? Yes, yeah, John. I want to go ahead, John. I just want to put the Lake Mead into light so that uh, we get more uh, persistent rain so that it refills. I also ask that uh, Terry be completely healed and perfect health as soon as possible. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, John. To you, Jennifer. Thank you, Hyde. I'd like to put everybody on our call, onto the, our healing list, of course, with your permission. If you choose not to participate, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I do have a few names in particular, Cecil, our dear, dear, dear friend Cecil, and Betty, who is transitioned now. We send her love light, and also we send Cecil peace. And Lauren in Washington, Joe T. in Washington, Tom in San Jose, Jackie and Julian, Antonio Jr., Sr., and Abby, Maxalina in California, Morning Sky in Oregon, Kathleen in Vermont, Bonnie in Corona, Linda Chamberlain, friend of Judy's, uh, my brother-in-law Andy who begins his treatment for cancer, Monica Edwards in Washington, um, my partner Tom who has issues, health issues, heart issues, and myself, um, I'd like to put myself in the love light to get rid of this persistent nausea. And last but definitely not least, our dear Wynn and Terry. We want to send love light energy, healing energy to Terry. We want her to bounce back and feel like new. And Wynn, we send you lots and lots of love light energy to bolster your energy levels as you guys work your way through this. And I just want to say thank you to everyone, and I love you guys. Muted. Ben, are you here? 
Hello, Wynn. Your phone line is unmuted, but we cannot hear you. Here we, here we go. You hear me? Okay. Yep. Okay. Thank you. I was locally muted. And we close this call with a planetary visual, visualization to have the most positive possible outcomes for many of the circumstances on our planet which are teeter-tottering on what their outcomes might be. And this is a critical time in the history of our planet. In fact, perhaps the most critical time ever. So we start out by surrounding our planet with this group energy and sending it to the surface of the planet, acting as repeater stations. And we ask to uplift every point on the surface that is able to receive this energy. And we can focus now particularly on the humans who are of service to others, on the children and the young people who still don't have wisdom, and asking that they can interpret their experience and apply wisdom to it. We go to animals, and particularly pets, and we send lots of relationship energy for this transaction that happens between the pets and their humans when they help them keep their hearts open. We go to the plant life, and we send this energy to enhance the flow of energy through the plant's body, through the roots, and into the earth. We go to the rocks, the crystals, And I forget the name. The rocks, the minerals on the crystals. There we go. And these are very powerful matrices which allow them to hold rather heavy amounts of material. We go to the insects of our planet, particularly the insects that are part of the balance of nature, like the bees, and we send in this energy for the preservation of their species. We go into the earth, in the interior of the earth, and we see that the Earth has this huge energy field that stretches through it. 
And the first thing we want to do is we want to send healing energy to this energy field. Because the earth has to process and host everything on her planet. And it can get pretty tacky <laughs> sometimes. We go to the energy waves that travel through the earth that terminate in earthquakes and volcanoes and we send calm energy. We now go to the surface of the earth and we're going to do the earthquake zones. First one being the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean and any vulnerable islands in the Pacific. We go to the New Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We put a column of light 100 miles, hundreds of miles in diameter, projecting it down um, projecting it down until it makes contact with all of the vulnerable points. And we send calm energy. And we go to the mid-Atlantic fault line, centered in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, originating in the North Pole, going through Iceland, going as far south as the tip of South America. And we put a longitudinal column of light penetrating this whole area, bringing calm energy. We ask our sources to help us locate any other volatile areas on our planet and send this calm energy. And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because Mother Earth is releasing stress, that it can happen um, outside of populated areas and occurring gradually. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on planet Earth. And we start with the coronavirus, its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens now or coming in the future. 
and we ask to render them harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and ask that they be strengthened. And we go to the toxins in vaccines. We ask to transmute those. We we go to the awareness of humans and the discernment and ask for the increasing awareness of humans as to the agendas happening on our planet and being able to distinguish what's positive and what's negative. We go to the awareness of humans and ask that more people become aware of the positive sources that can help us on the other side. And they need to be asked because they honor free will. Someone has to ask for their help. We go to the people who suffer and we send them the Christ energy that gives them the opportunity to uplift themselves out of their suffering. Where there are droughts right now, we ask for rain anywhere on our planet. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for the qualities of leadership that make people feel safe and protected, benevolence, compassion, integrity, ethics, courage, and wisdom. And we ask that those countries or groups that are adversarial can find peaceful ways to settle their differences. And we take a moment and we send this light to the country of Ukraine and Russia for a peaceful resolution to the war in Ukraine. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off and that toxic materials 
anywhere on the planet are transmuted. Everything in air, water, food, and medicine that has a toxic component can be eliminated. Finally, we bring this energy back to ourselves. We see the love light energy of the universe landing on our rooftop. And we have installed an energy filter that only positive energy can get through this. And if we're comfortable, we ask this energy into our home, lifting the vibration of our home, touching everyone who inhabits our home. We invite this energy to surround our home, to act as a filter from negativity getting into our home. And finally, we invite this energy to move through our body, to open our chakras, to transmute negativity, and activate our DNA. On that note, we're bringing the verbal part of this call to an end. If you're listening on BBS radio, thank you for listening. We do these calls every night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And to get the phone numbers and the access information, please go to thespiritchannel.net. And you'll also find archives there of a couple thousand of our calls. On that note, we remind you that you're each an aspect of the one infinite creator, temporarily experiencing these bodies on planet Earth. And we're going to end the verbal part of this call. And of course, if you're on the phone line, we leave the lines open. And many of you stay on just to meditate and hold this energy. But if you're on BBS, sayonara. Thank you. Thank you, BBS. And we'll see you next time.